Ladies and gentlemen, how do? Make me a deal and make it good for me. I won't get full of myself, I can't afford to be. This is small town music, this is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me today at the other end of the table, live and in person, in the rock room, please welcome our old friend, Lisa Solak. Lisa, how you doing? Doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm excited for the topic today, a topic that I'm calling um, School of the Damned. Nice. Because you are going to school me about your favorite band, The Damned. I'm going to do my best. Now, here's what I want to say before we start. The last time you were here, we did an episode called Opposites, and we had a very eclectic, not eclectic, that's not a word, eclectic mix of music. We had had Shelley Duvall, we had Peter Murphy, we had Alexi Lawless, we had the Rolling Stones. I mean, we're all over the place. Now, today we're only focusing on one band, and yet I still feel we have an eclectic... (laughs) Uh, music selection today because these albums don't all sound the same. Correct. And that's kind of cool. I mean, prior to going into this, I knew very little about The Damned. I still know very little about them, but I have listened to some of their music. And it's uh, when I say it's all over the place, that can mean something bad. But it's all over the place good. Like, it's not just, like, I thought it would just be one thing. And I'm wrong. They went through quite the evolution. There is punk, goth, rockabilly, psychedelic, good old rock and roll. They they cover a lot of genres. They really do. And it's not just like they're putting their toe in the water. They actually do these genres good. Yeah, they go all in. Yeah, they really do. Uh, what I'm reading is they got 11 studio albums, 5 EPs. Sounds about right. Bunch of live albums. Bunch of compilations. Yeah. We are not covering compilations or live albums. No. We would be here for, for a day forever. and a half. Do you own all this? Do you collect physical music still? Yes. And do you have all the damn stuff physically? I have a good portion of it. A lot of the live stuff is hard to get over here. Okay. All right. And it says that there's a new album coming out next year. Yes. I can't wait. They all just right. filmed some videos for it. So. All right. Exciting stuff in the world of The Damned. Let's start with Lisa. When did you discover The Damned? How old were you? How did it happen? I was 14. All right. And uh, it was a syndicated show, but in Chicago, there's a station called WXRT, Chicago's Finest Rock. Yep. And on Sunday nights, they had a show called Rock Over London. And when I was in middle school or junior high... I was an Anglophile, loved everything about England, London, had a poster of Big Ben in my room, you know, the whole the whole bit. Loved the music, everything. So I used to listen to the show religiously. And in 95, they hit the charts with a song called Grimly Fiendish that reached, I believe, number two. Well, at least on Rock Over London, it was always number two. And... I heard it, and I was like, holy crap, I like this. 
And I went and tried to find it in some record stores. It was hard to find because it had to be an import. And I found the single as an import, and that was the first thing I bought by them. Nice. And you've been a fan ever since? Yes. You went backwards and got all their previous stuff, and then you've been with them forwards? Yep, backwards, forwards. How many times have you seen The Damned in concert? You're wearing a blondie with special guest The Damned t-shirt, so that means you just saw them recently. Saw them in August, opening for Blondie. First, How were they? It was, they were great. Uh, first time I've ever seen them sitting down. Hmm. So the knees had a rest, but it was very weird because they usually play standing room only, and I'm usually up by the stage getting yeah. thrown around. So it was a nice physical rest, but it was very weird to be sitting during their show. You were sitting. The band wasn't sitting. No, the band was not okay. sitting. I was sitting. <laughs> At first when you said that, I'm like, the band was sitting? No. No, no and, they're still going. All right, good, good. And how old are, are these gentlemen? Are they late 60s? Uh, Early 60s. Early 60s, okay. Yeah. All yeah. right, so I'm going to say not old because I'll be there soon. Yeah, don't, uh, don't say that. All right, the first album, Damned, Damn, Damn, comes out in February of 1977, produced by Nick Lowe. That's yep. pretty great. I mean, Nick Lowe had his fingers in a little bit of everything back then. He you did. Know, Elvis Costello, Graham Parker, you know, just all kinds of stuff. So when you first found the album Damn, Damn, Damned, how is it? Tell me about it. It's, uh, it comes at you sort of like a rocket. Um, they are credited with having the first punk single, and that is New Rose. Okay. And, uh, as you said, it came out in 77, so it's, it's a good driving album. Uh, New Rose has that signature drum beat with rat scabies, and it, you have to hear it to appreciate it because it just sort of comes at you out of a cannon. So should we hear New Rose first? Yeah, why not? Here we go. I got a feeling inside of me It's kind of strange like a story see I don't know why, I don't know why I guess these things have got to be I've got a New Rose, I've got a good Yes, I knew that I always would can't stop to mess around. I got a brand new rose in town. See the sun, see the sun it shines. Don't get too close or it'll burn your eyes. Don't you run away that way. You can come back another day. I got a new rose, I got a good. Yes, I knew that I always would. And the lineup at this point is Dave Vanian on vocals, Brian James on guitar, Captain Sensible on bass, and Rat Scabies on drums. Yes. Did and I say his name correct? Vanian. Vanian. Okay. Uh, he got it from Transylvanian. Vanian. Oh, okay. So that's a stage name. I assume Captain Sensible and Rat Scabies are also stage names. Yes. And Brian James is not. Uh, somewhat. Is it his middle name, James? Yeah, yeah I believe that's right. how it went. It's like Pat Francis. That's my middle name. There you go. Um, that sounded great. I assume the whole album sounds pretty much like that. Yeah. For 31 minutes and 32 seconds, you drop the needle and boom, you're off and running. Yeah, yeah. And it's a short album. I believe it's just over a half hour long. Yep. That's what I just, that's what I just said. 31 oh, minutes, dirt. 32 seconds. 
Yeah, I listen to you, no problem, okay. man. I brought it up so that people at home aren't like, mm, Lisa wasn't listening. <laughs> um, and you got another song from it. What do you got for us? And that's uh, Neat, Neat, Neat. So Neat, Neat, Neat from Damn, Damn, Damned. Yes. All right, let's play that one. And I want to talk about Nick Lowe real quick. you don't know the title of the song you might not know that they're saying neat 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 because they're just like neat 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 yeah they go it's they do it so fast i and love that song when you see them in concert now are they still playing hard and fast yes that's good because once you stop playing hard and fast it's not good anymore yeah it gets soft and loose so <laughs> all right uh, that's why i take the metamucil okay nick lowe so they didn't stick with Nick Lowe. He doesn't produce the next album. And no. Back then, people seemed to work with Nick a couple of times, but they one and done. Yeah, one and done. wonder Maybe. why that was. He seemed like a good producer for them. Who knows? They. Uh, you'll notice that there's going to be a lot of changes in personnel okay. throughout their tenure. Do you have a lineup that's your favorite? Is it this, the original lineup? I like the original, and I like the current are there members of the band that are not with us anymore? Has anyone passed? Yes, uh, Bryn Merrick. He Bryn. was a bass player from the mid-80s. Okay, all right. Uh, the album cover for Damn, Damn, Damned, it looks like they just like someone hit him in the face with a cake. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they brought pies to the <laughs> to the photo shoot and let them go at it. All right, cake fight. Yeah, I love it. The reason I brought it up is because the next album, which also came out in 1977 in November, is called Music for Pleasure. And this album cover looks nothing at all like I think a damned album cover would look like. This yeah. looks like like some prog rock bullshit or some, I don't know what. It's um, it's cool, but it it doesn't look like the last cover at all. No, no, it's, uh, you know, it's just artwork. Yeah, it's just artwork. And the producer is another Nick... It's Nick Mason, the drummer of Pink Floyd, which seems totally different from Nick Lowe. And it also seems, it, it doesn't seem like someone in Pink Floyd should produce The Damned. Right, right. They originally wanted Sid Barrett. <laughs> so they just took what they could get? Yeah, pretty much. Sid Barrett would have been in no shape to do it. No, that's, that's why so, they went with Nick. So music for pleasure... I, I, I'm excited for you to talk about this. How did, well, we know how they chose him or why they chose him. Is the sound on this album wildly different from the, the first album? The sound is okay. Um, this is not one of my favorite albums. Okay. Let's blame Nick Mason. Yeah, I'll blame Nick. It. Uh, I think they released it too soon after Damn, Damn, Damned. I think they're trying to ride the high, mm -hmm. but then I believe, in my opinion that they tried to work too hard too fast to get something out 
and I think it's a little lazy. There's a few good songs, but it's it's not my jam. You pick the good ones then. You're gonna yeah, we're gonna I, hear the good ones. I picked the ones that I liked, but this this album, I'll listen to it once in a while, but it is not in my heavy rotation list. Yeah, and back in nineteen seventy seven, a lot of bands would release two albums in the same year. That seemed like seventy seven seemed to be the year when bands would release two records like cheap trick their debut and their second album both in 77 well that's probably when speed was really available <laughs> what uh, what's your first song that we're going to hear from first song is problem child problem child and that's a cover of the acdc song no all right <laughs> let's hear it they could probably do a good version though probably good the production's a lot cleaner on yeah. that though it's not it's not punky it's kind of yeah it's a little smoother it's yeah. not as raw we add to the lineup we add a guy named lou edmonds mm-hmm. on rhythm guitar yeah so it's five strong now all right and lou spells his name l-u yes all right they want to they want to do stuff different this band the damned yes they do <laughs> would you classify them though as punk yes okay yeah, because they, they came out of the gate punk, so... So that's what they are. And they have that. They, they'll always have that attitude. No matter what kind of music they're playing, they have that punk attitude. Where did they fall amongst uh, when the Ramones and the Sex Pistols and the Clash, when those bands debuted? Were they right in the mix? They were, they... were in the mix with them. Um, when the Sex Pistols did their first UK tour... The Damned are actually part of that tour. So they've played with The Damned and played with The Clash, and they mix with them. Joe Strummer was actually played, did back up on one of their songs. All right. So, and they're actually, they were actually friends with Chrissy Hine, too. Yeah, Chrissy was uh, involved in all that stuff back mm-hmm. in the scene. Yeah, pretty, yeah. Pretty cool. All right, next song. The next song is Sick of Being Sick. Again, this is Music for Pleasure is the album, and this is Sick of Being Sick. Like the title. When that first started, it reminded me a little bit of Devo in a way. I don't know mm-hmm. what I don't know what was jumping out at me that was Devo esque, but it was uh, the cadence of the mute of yes. the the yeah. singing or the yeah, there was the something. It was that rhythm. Those albums were both released on Stiff Records. That was yes. a big time punk label at the time, 
And as we move on to the third album, which came out two years later. So instead of rushing it, they decided to take, take a break, their a take bit. their time. They were probably still touring and all that good stuff. But this, now you probably couldn't call an album this in today's day and age with the, with the shootings. Uh, but yeah. this is machine gun etiquette. Yes. Now this, now we're, now we're back in the love category. This is one of my favorites. Now this album cover, this is like, um, this doesn't. This isn't like a real punky album cover either. It's just kind of like this could be the Babies or this could be, this could be almost any band on the cover here. Yeah, you know, yeah, just Other, them in the street. Yep, and they're not. They don't look like, they don't look like young punks either. No, one no. guy. Yeah, one guy has a pink T-shirt on. I think uh, that is a pink woolly jumper. That is Captain Sensible. Oh, all right, I don't know if that's sensible wear in the summertime. But <laughs> this album was produced by the Damned. With Roger Armstrong, I don't know who he is, and a guy named Ed Hollis. Hollis yeah. And they're now on Chiswick Records, which yes. I don't know that label. Yeah, it's uh, it was another small label mm -hmm. from the UK. They haven't uh, they haven't got sound. Oh, though Stiff was pretty big back then. Mm -hmm. But they're still. Yeah, they're still with the more minor labels. They don't have the big heavy hitters. Yeah, yet. it feels more independent still. Mm -hmm. Let me see. Oh, ooh, we gotta we gotta. We got a band change. That Lou guy's gone. Yep. And we got a new bass player. I don't know how to say his name. Algie or Algie? Algie. Algie Ward. Algie Ward on bass. Okay. So a lot has happened. Yeah. Over, and we got, it says additional personnel. We got backing vocals on a song called Noise, Noise, Noise. We got Joe Strummer and Topper Heaton and Paul. I can never say his name. Yeah. Let me see. Where am I? He's from the Clash too, Paul oh, yeah. Simonon. He had, he does hand claps. Yep. On the song "Machine Gun El Etiquette" and Lemmy's on here somewhere. So, all right, lots of stuff happening. What's yeah. what are we going to hear off of "Machine Gun Etiquette"? Uh, the title track "Machine Gun Etiquette." All right. Brad Scabies is pounding those drums. Oh, he he plays with fervor, as I say. He's I I absolutely love Rat. <laughs> is he your favorite member? No, Dave is. All right. All the ladies love Dave. <laughs> um, I didn't like how those drums were recorded though. It sounded like he was way back in the yeah, mix. Yeah, yeah. They're probably like, You're playing way too loud. We'll we'll push you we're in the We're gonna push you there. in the closet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, as far as album certifications go, this went silver in the UK. Now, I don't know what silver means in the UK. I don't know how many copies that is, but yeah. it's, it's definitely, um, it's, it's charting. So good for them. Yeah. Yeah. This one, this one got a little more notoriety. Some more play from yeah. Machine Gun Etiquette. Yeah. All right. We got another track from it. Okay. And this one's Melody Lee. And if you could, I don't know if you have it queued up, if you can start that one from the top. I can. I have it queued up somewhere else, but that is an easy fix. So yeah, anyone you want queued up from the top. Yeah, because it starts one way and goes into an, another. And a lot of songs coming up do that. Now I have them queued 
mostly right where right a little bit before the vocals start. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of these start they're leading you down a path and then you take a, a turn oh, somewhere else. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. So this is Melody Lee. Let me turn it up so as soon as I start it, it'll play. This is Billy Joel, right? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, this is Piano Man. I'm waiting, it's gonna go crazy here in a minute. If it was any other band, but the band's the damn, so I know something wild's gonna happen. has a Ramones feel for me yeah after the piano what I like so much about them is there's it's in the song too they have a melodic nature to it yes and it it's nice to listen to it's pleasant to the ear for me it's just not screaming in your ears total nonsense there's there's melody and harmonies and different tones and keys, and that that's probably one of the reasons why I like this album so much. Yeah, when it's just when it's just bashing and fast nonstop, that you can get sick of really quickly. It, exactly, you, it's got to change a little bit. Things have got to change up. So yeah, so far this is a this is all in a, in my wheelhouse of what I like. Now where I grew up, I never ever heard of this band never never what, what's their biggest song what's their most popular song if there was one you have to reach for one okay the old school damned fans are gonna turn it off right here but i have to say either smash it up mm-hmm. or eloise now see even those songs i have n- i don't know those songs you know smash it up all right it is in batman forever and it was covered by the offspring Oh, it's in Batman Forever. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can find it here and play a little bit of that because it's not on your list. No, no, I, I thought it was too many people would know it. Right, listen to me now. But uh, yeah, that's probably their biggest. And then in the UK, Eloise was probably their highest chop it, chopping, charting, charting. Yes. All right, charting song. Here, smash it up. You probably want to tap forward a little bit. It's got a long intro. Keep going? Long intro. Keep it's, going. It's listed as Smash It Up Part 1 and Part 2. Yeah, Part 1 is all instrumental. There we go. Smash it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, you were exposed to The Loop and WXRT living, you know, in the suburbs of Chicago. And I wasn't really in the suburbs of any, like, Pittsburgh was two and a half hours away. 
Yeah, you're not so, going to hear this. No, we we just had I've said it before WFBG AM radio and whatever whatever the top 40 was, that's what we got. So, I was not exposed to a lot of music until college when someone would say, "Here, go listen to this album." Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? And the problem also, if you did like The Damned in the 80s and you wanted to get their vinyl, you were paying two, three times as much because they were all imports. Yeah. So that was easily like 20 bucks oh, back it then. Oh, was, it was crazy. Yeah. I loved these albums and I had to save up to get them. Yep. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Let me see where we're at. We have another song, right? Yeah, we took a detour with Smash It Up. So we yeah. have one more song from this album. No, we don't. We don't? No, we did Machine Gun Etiquette and oh, Melody Lee. You're right. You're we're right. We're going to the Black Album, I'm my sorry. Friend. Now, the Black Album, that's where... Uh, that's where Metallica got it from, right? They stole it from these guys? Yeah, of course. What's the cover like on the Black Album? Is it black? Uh, it's black and then it has... Um, it's, oh, that's interesting. It's a bit of a gravestone that spells the damned on it. Oh, yeah. That's really that's really cool album. And um, a lot of damned fans have this as a tattoo and it is huge. It's, <laughs> it's not an easy tattoo to get, let me tell you. Do you have... A damn tattoo. No, I do not. Will that ever be happening? No, it will not. Are you, you have some tattoos. Are you done with tattoos? Yes, I am. Okay. And why did you stop? Uh, health reasons. <laughs> does, does everyone in the house have tattoos? Uh, my husband has several and I do. And uh, my son does not. And the daughter's too young. All right. The daughter will be getting tatted up as soon as she is able. <laughs> She's... Has plenty it, of designs. You can't really say no when the parents have them. You can't tell your kid they can't have a tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Ezra has some tattoos. Rita says she would like to get a tattoo. I don't know if Rita will or not. Um, I just, I'm just not a, I'm not a tattoo guy. I always feel if you're a guy and you have tattoos, you have to be buff. That's what I always thought. Like you have to be able to carry that tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Or you have to look tough. And yeah. I'm, and I'm, I don't look. <laughs> I can't have a tattoo. So, all right, moving on to the Black Album. Black Album, another favorite of mine. Now, it says Han, Hans Zimmer is listed as a producer on the album. Yep. That doesn't seem like uh, two things that go together. Why not? That's like, that's like peanut butter and whiskey. Peanut butter and whiskey's good. Oh, it is? That? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, I didn't know. Now, what is Hans Zimmer's playing synthesizer on some tracks? This, this is a departure album. This okay. is not... This is um, shying away from the hard punk sound now. Now we're getting into a few more different genres. I wouldn't even know where to put this one. And this is a long album. This is like mm -hmm. 77 minutes long. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's not a concept album though, right? Not really. No. Not really? Okay. No. no. And um, this is where Paul Gray comes in on bass. 
And I don't know if you recognize his name. He was a member in the 80s. He was a member of UFO for a while. Yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think I know exactly. I think he's on an album called Misdemeanor. Yeah, so. Yep, he's on Misdemeanor. Yeah, so um, Paul was with The Damned, went with UFO, did a few other things. He's back with The Damned now. He is probably one of the sweetest men I ever met. So when you went to see The Damned just now, this is who was playing bass. Yes. Because Captain Sensible He's, is not on the tour. Yes, but Captain Sensible switched to guitar. Oh, okay. Oh, so okay, okay. He's uh, playing guitar on this one. Okay, so Paul is in the band full time now. Yes. Oh, that's great. Oh, I love him. Cool. All right, so what song do we have from the Black Album? Black Album. The first one I have is Wait for the Blackout, and I picked this one because they just put it back in their set list. Now, that's fun when a band pulls a song out that you like that they haven't played in a while and they put it back in. Yeah. Because they mix it up. I'm glad they mix it up. Like, here's a band that doesn't mix it up. Fucking Journey. They go out and they play their fucking 15 hits, and that's it. That's boring. It's so boring. Because you can go home and put a Greatest Hits album on. Right. I want, and that's why Cheap Trick mixes it up. They have they have a set, but then like three or four songs every night are different. That's all you have to do. Just change yeah, out a couple. change it out. Keep some it fresh. Band, some bands change it up wildly. So... The Damned cannot do that. Dave is notorious for forgetting lyrics. Okay. So there's a lot of bop, bop, bops and do, do, do's. All right. It's sort of funny. All right. Well, here's Wait for the Blackout. the first song where i really could hear the english accent in Mm -hmm. the singing are they leaning into that for fun on this song or is they doing it a lot they they do it a lot they do it a lot and it what i like about this speaking of singing if you noticed dave seems to really get into his voice here this is this album he found finds his groove he finds the tone that is good for him it's a little deeper it's a little smoother than the screaming and the quick cadence type of songs. And is this one of your favorite albums? Do you like this album? This, this is one of my favorites. And this is also a lineup I really love. So this is Dave Vanian singing and then Captain Sensible playing guitar, Paul on bass, and Rat Scabies is still with the band. You're all in. And this I'm is this in. is the album in which they enter the 80s. Goodbye 70s. Yes. This is their 80s, actually, on 80. Yep, yep. All right, and what's next? I like the song title. The next one, and um, I'm going to give you a cue for this one, too. So this is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. All right. Um, Dave loves film noir and horror movies, so a lot of his songs have 
an influence mm-hmm. from horror movies and uh, started at a minute eight around there. A minute eight. Okay. I was going to start at 47, oh, but yeah. we're going to go a minute eight. It's got a long intro. All right. like it could be the cure it could be like in that so again this is total uh, totally different very eclectic yeah yeah this is this is a great album and like you mentioned with the bass paul's bass on this whole album is spot on let's hear some paul bass from uh, some ufo yeah let's do that let me find a let me, <laughs> let me uh, i am all for that let's uh let me scroll down to my ufo playlist which is well, why am I doing that? Why don't I just go up and search? Why am I being, uh, being like that? All right, here we go. Let me find it. Everyone, everyone relax. Everyone just take a break. Take a breather. Ten years later. Here we go. Uh, I'm just going to give you some song titles. Now, I'll do this one. This is called Night Run. I don't even know how the bass will be. It could be mixed terribly. Yeah, let's hope it's good. Let's hope it's good. And then, if I haven't played this song in a while, sometimes there's a little lag. Oh, no, it's playing. Well, it says it's playing and then it's not playing. Oh, here we go. I don't hear any bass. I don't really hear bass that much. I can hear it. A little bit. All right, let's try another one. Let's try, let's try this song. You really picked a winner there, Pat. I know. This one's called This Time. It's not that Brian Adams song. This Time better be better than the last one. Such a big 80s production on this album. I just want to hear some cool bass. try one more i think this is a quieter one what if i played the whole album this one's called blue i think this is a maybe a quieter song i think this might be no not really Listen to that. All right. 
Who knew I would get to play three UFO songs? Yeah, look at that. There was no one here to stop me. You should and, have thrown your water at me. No, because when I tell you I love Paul Gray, I love Paul Gray. So I will listen to him play anything. I'd listen to him play the phone book. That's not a thing. Uh, the next album, October 1982, Strawberries. Strawberries. This album cover is freaky to me. It's got a pig with a strawberry with on a its strawberry. head. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the first, not the reissue, obviously, but the first issue with this, it smelled like strawberries when you opened the package. Oh, how did they do that? It was... Uh, I think it was in the paper. Like scratch and sniff. No, I think it just had an essence or huh. it was in the label. Could have been worse. It could have smelled like pigs. Yeah. Yeah. Could have smelled like pig shit. Uh, produced by The Damned and Hugh Jones. Who's Hugh Jones? British record producer, post-punk, new wave and alternative. Worked with Modern English, Echo and the Bunnymen. That sounds uh, about right. The Charlatans, Kitchens of Distinction. All right, good. Yeah, yeah, and this is the same lineup, but now they have another person coming in with a keyboard. Roman Jug. Yep. Keyboard solos. And I know I know we're saying his name wrong. I know it's pronounced a different way, but What, you think Jug? You think it's not pronounced Jug? I think it's Jug. I think it's the first name he pronounces not quite like Roman. It's Spelled like Roman. Yeah, I know. We'll go with it. Romaine? <laughs> Romaine noodle jug? I don't know. I don't know another way you would pronounce R-O-M-A-N. Roman. Yeah, let's go with it. <laughs> Ra- is it ramen? Like the noodle? Well, there you go. All right, what's your first tune off of Strawberries? Okay, now, it's going to be Life Goes On. Okay. You have to take it from the top. All right, because I Because I want I can do people, it. I want people to hear the beginning of this because... It should sound slightly familiar to you. All right. On purpose. Right? Yeah. You'll you'll hear some other bands have borrowed the beginning of this song. Okay. So the dam didn't borrow it. The dam the damned originated. Are the OG. Yes. Okay. I'm going to turn it up so that when I click play, it's going to start right in. Here we go. I like that in the headphones. Life goes on and on and on If you think it's all gone wrong Go on and on and on So tell me some other bands that have used an intro similar to that. That would be Killing Joke, mm-hmm. 80s. Okay. And Nirvana, Come As You Are. Oh, yeah. And people always say, oh, Nirvana ripped off 80s. Well, yeah, but 80s ripped off, life goes on. There you go. There you go. And the singer might have sounded a little different. That is Captain singing this song. I was going to, I, okay. I didn't know if... 
our regular singer was uh, mixing it up or if someone else was singing. Yeah, yeah, that's Cap. Sometimes he sings a few. And I, I enjoy his voice also. Have we hit your favorite album yet? Of the day? Yeah, uh, I would say this is one of my favorites. It's one of your favorites? Yeah, yeah. Because it smells like strawberries. Yeah. All right. Damn right. What's the next song? The next one is Stranger on the Town. And uh, this one you can start a little later also. Let probably around 55 seconds oh. if you want. Let me see where I have it queued up. Just You're uh, the host, man. You can, you I can I'll start queue it up wherever. Want. Yeah. I have it at 42 seconds. Okay, go for it. All right. That sounds like a reasonable... I'll give you permission. All right. Stranger on the Town. singing that one this is dave singing this one all right i mean listen to that now they got cowbell they got horns they got production this album's got it all every band eventually you know grows and progresses i mean listen to the first couple u2 albums and listen what happened later i mean all the bands yep yep rem everyone anyone who's of note yeah, they always have this lush period. So that was their second album of the 80s. They had four albums in the 80s. Yep. Three in the 70s. Uh, would you call them an 80s band? I would. Some people don't, but I do. All right. The next album is Phantasmagoria. And I definitely know this album cover. I've seen this. Uh, I can remember seeing this in the record store. And I was yep. just like, what is that? Here's a fun fact for you. Let me hear it. The model on the cover of this album, her name is Susie Bick. She is now known as Susie Cave. She is Nick Cave's wife. All right. That's a great... This this is my favorite album cover so far. Yeah, this is a good one. This is their goth phase. Mm -hmm. This is when um, Dave embraced the full goth. He had the long black hair. He had his white streak in it. This is when um, this is the first time I actually saw them. So when I started listening and heard Grimly Fiendish, I had no idea what they looked like. And I saw them for their next album, a video, but it had the Dave with the yeah. hair. And I was like, oh, hello. No, Who is this here? No Paul Gray. No. No Paul Gray on this. He's gone. But he went to UFO now. Yeah. Bryn Merrick. Yes, and he's the one that sadly passed away a few years ago mm. from uh, throat cancer. Yeah, he was only 56. Mm-hmm. Jeez. And his his death actually brought, it, it shows how great Damned fans are because his daughter lived 
halfway around the world. I believe she's in New Zealand. Okay. And the fans actually did a GoFundMe page so they could ship his belongings to her. Wow, that's great. So that's that's the type of fans you get with a damn yeah, fan. That's pretty cool. Uh, I guess UFO money was better than the damned money. I think Paul was done with the shenanigans and the bullshit. Ooh, wait a um, the, Hold on a second. Hold the phone. What shenanigans and bullshit? Oh. We got the, drugs? Probably. It, Are they having sex with that pig from the Strawberries no, album? Oh, no, 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 no. Um, this is when things start really breaking down between Rats Gabies and Captain Sensible. Okay. And a lot of personnel issues. Uh you know, start getting the money fights and a little bit of drinking, and it starts happening. Captain Sensible isn't on this album. Nope. Nope, he left. He had a solo career. He actually, now this is more in the UK, not here, mm -hmm. but he actually did a remake of Happy Talk from the play South Pacific. Okay. And... He he freaking nailed it. I think it went to number one. I'm looking this up to see if I can uh, play a little bit of Happy Talk from somewhere. Yeah, it's pretty wild. He also had a song called What, which is what, W-O-T, and that was like a rap song. Here's Happy Talk. You're gonna have a dream come true. Captain Sensible with some happy talk. Yeah, yeah, he he made some money on that one. There you go. There you go. And um, we'll find out when he comes back. But for now, let's see what we have on Phantasmagoria. What's the first one? Um, I'm going to throw down a Grimly Fiendish so you can hear what a 14-year-old 80s Lisa was gravitating was towards. Was gravitating towards, yes, definitely. I was hooked immediately from the first note. So I wanted to note that they were signed to MCA Records. Yeah, so that yeah. was uh, that was probably a big deal for them at the this time. This was their big time. Yeah. Yep, yep. And I, I'm thinking back. I never heard a voice like that before. Yeah. I never heard music like that mm -hmm. before, and it just blew my mind. And I was like, "Who is this band?" Because it was melodic, 
But the way his voice was so deep, he sort of scared me a little bit, too. And I was like, I really like this. This is dangerous. 14-year-old. 14-year-old. Yes, you want the danger. And, and the album title, and, the, and it, it all goes together. The deep voice, the album title, the album cover. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so dark. And again, I'm waiting to to read like a like a big name producer that I know, but I, but I don't know these people, John Kelly and Bob Sargent and the Damned. But that's okay. Well, you knew Niccolo. I did know Niccolo. So come on, man. Yeah, what do I want? Yeah, you know, you know Nick Mason. I didn't know Nick. Ma- I knew I knew the Knicks. All right, the next song is "Is It a Dream?" Is it a dream? And you can uh, go in a little bit, like fifteen twenty, for this one. It has another long intro. Let me see where I went. Let me see what I did. 17. Wow, see, you're good. That's what I that's what I chose. That song is very accessible. Very. For for radio, for the time. Yeah, that's hitting all the sweet spots. I really think this is when, this is going to sound awful. This is when the girls start liking them. Yeah, I, I understand. This this was this was my gateway album. You know, it had a softer tune and more melodic, a little more polished. Couple that with, you know, the goth god that is Dave and... And the danger. And the danger. That you were feeling. Because he was a vampire. And he had he has the pointed teeth. Like he had them uh, permanently I, put in? I think he, yeah, I think he has some sort of caps. You know, there was always rumors. Did he file his teeth down? Does he have caps? Are they natural? You know... Gene Simmons had his tongue removed and it was replaced with a cow's tongue. <laughs> That's not true. That didn't happen, kids. No. All right, moving on. Uh, their second album for MCA. It's called Anything. Now, it's so funny. Like, again, the last album cover I loved, and this one is just, I don't know. There's a lot going on here. I yeah, don't really like is. this album cover. It's a little weird. Um, this is not a fan favorite. Okay. I personally love it. It's it's, I think, the first album I've bought of theirs. It's called Anything. And it's called Anything. And um, the first song from that, I'm going to have you play Alone Again, or is actually a cover song. Yes, by the band Love. Yes. So this is this is the cover. I love this song. So it's, uh, I think they did it justice. I have, um, I have the Love version queued up, and then I have two other covers of the same song queued up because I love this song too so let's hear what the dam does with it it's kind of hard to screw it up yeah it's just a great song
I feel you can't really change it either. You kind of got to almost do it straight up. Yeah. Good version. Yep, it's great. All right, let's hear the original by Love from 1967. Ooh. Sounds like it's only coming out of one side. Is it supposed to be like that? I have no idea. Is it gonna kick in on my left channel in a minute? Yeah. It's weird. I didn't like that at all. All the times I've waited patiently for you And you'll do just what you choose to do And I will be alone again tonight, my dear Okay, I'm going to jump right to the next version. Here we go. This is Matthew Sweet and Susanna Hoffs. I think they call themselves Sid and Sue from the Under the Covers Volume 1. It's almost like a Spanish guitar on this one. Guess what? Guess who's doing it next? We, we heard them earlier. No idea. UFO. Oh. Whoops, it didn't play. No. Here it comes. This is UFO from 1977 from the album Lights Out. This is the first time I ever heard this song was when I bought this album. I didn't really know it was a cover because I just thought it was UFO. Yeah, I can see that. So concludes our block of Alone Again or originally written and released by the band Love. All right, moving on. We're still in the same album, Anything. And we're doing the title track? Doing the title track. Yep, Anything. And you heard a little bit of it when I queued up wrong. Here That's we go. That's okay.
That's a great one. This is great. And it has that dangerous tone to mm-hmm. Dave's voice again, that harder edge to it. And I remember uh, as a teenager, again, now I'm a little bit older, the video for this was like eye porn. <laughs> it was insane. Sorry. Had to go there. No, it was it's good. Okay, now here's what I got to tell you about the next album. They, they take a hiatus. Yeah. It's uh, nine years from 86 to 95. I couldn't find this album anywhere. This album sucks. Not of this earth. Is that why it's not? So I, I can't play the two songs that you picked. That's fine. Tell me about it, though. Why does um, it suck? I just, it, they try. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you that they they tried. There's um. There's Discord in the va- band. It's, it's nine still... years later. There's Discord. I thought you would be made up when you get a reunion going. Well, Dave did some solo things. People went out and did their own types of things, and then we're like, "Hey, let's get back together." Which that's I appreciate this album for that alone. Right, it gets the band back together. It gets the band back together. It could have been anything. Could have been the end for the band, but this does get them back together. But it's sort of like Dave and Rat just trying to scotch tape some people into this and okay. just try to do it. Um, for, for the listeners, if you want to try to find anything on YouTube or something, the two songs I picked was I Need a Life and Not of This Earth, which are the only two I can listen to without cringing. Wow. Did they tour on this album? I have no idea. Okay. Because after anything, especially in the U.S., they sort of just fade off of your radar yeah i didn't even know about this album until i sort of rediscovered them again Mm -hmm. and then when i went backwards and you know got a hold of it i was like "Ooh." yeah it doesn't (laughs) make get you excited for anything to come but yeah yeah i was not pleased with this you also told me to add uh this corrosion by sisters of mercy why what why did you want me to add that song and i do have that one okay so this next album coming up, Grave Disorder, mm-hmm. if you take a look at the personnel, the bass guitar is now Patricia Morrison. A lady. A lady. They put a lady in the mix with these dudes? Yep. And she is the woman from Sisters of Mercy, and she is also at this time Mrs. David Vanian. All right, so let's listen to this corrosion from sisters from the sisters of mercy you're going to bring your wife into the band come on dude i don't want to tour with your wife oh it was fine she was a musician, at least. This is the Yoko. This is Kiss, Kiss, Kiss. All right. So uh, this next album, 
grave disorder, though. We no rat scabies. Yeah, rat's gone. Cap's back. But yes, rat is gone. Now, this lineup stuck around for a very long time. Someone named Pinch on drums. Yes. He, um, Andrew Pinchling, he was from a punk band called the English Dogs. All right. And uh, then we have Monty, and he was the, he's the keyboardist. He's still with the band. Pinch just left a few years ago. And Patricia was only for this um, for this album. Okay. It says uh, the producer is David Bianco, and it says he's worked with such, he's a Grammy award winning record producer. He's worked with such people as Tom Petty, Bob Dylan, Lucinda Williams, Fleetwood Mac, Ozzy Osbourne, ACDC. I mean, just tons and tons of artists. Mick Jagger, Mellencamp, Buck Cherry, The Damned. And The Damned. All right, so this guy's probably. He's probably bringing it right in the production. Yeah, it's it's well produced. It's a it's it's an okay album to me. Some people love it. I'm I'm okay with it. And this is they're ushering in the 2000s. This is 2001, so it's how many six years after Not of This Earth, which no one likes. Yep. So we got Grave Disorder, and it, this this album covers kind of a. It's kind of cool. I like yeah. it. All right. So the first song we're gonna hear. Uh, she. All right. Yeah, that's is, got a lot of fun there. Yeah, uh, but Dave was is very big into rockabilly, and uh, he even had a rockabilly band called. Uh, oh my god, Davanian and Phantom Chords. Wow, I can't believe I forgot that. You didn't though. You just said it. I should. That should have rolled off the tongue because that's know. an awesome album. It's very hard to find though. It hasn't been officially released, so it's been like pieced pieced together from releases here and there. And again, that song was called She, so are you mm-hmm. ready for a title fight? Yeah, let's go. All right, facing off against the damn She is a band from New York called Kiss, and this is She. <laughs> makes Kiss sound good. Yeah. Have you ever heard this song? No. Do you ever want to hear it again? No. 
All right. We'll give it to the Dan because the look on Lisa's face was like, no, 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 no. All right. Title fight. Good times. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right. Now, the next song from Grave Disorder, well, I can't talk now. Grave Disorder is called Absinthe. Yep. Have you ever had Absinthe? Yeah, it's... I don't like it. Does it taste? Does it have like a black has, licorice? Yeah, it has. Yeah. It has a black licorice. Is it super strong? Like we have, we have it in the garage. Someone came to a party here and or barbecue and brought a bottle of it, and we have it. It well, scares me though because I always hear like that. It's like the 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 thing that made you loopy. Yeah, has been removed from it because it's illegal. Oh, so okay. here's a safe to drink. It's just a licorice flavor and look. All right. Now. See, I think I have something dangerous in my garage, like something that's gonna. Fuck no. me up. Like no. it's acid. No, you're fine. Acid in a bottle. What did, what did they remove from it? I think it was the wormwood. Wormwood's bad for you? Something like that, yeah. All right. Gotta love it, right? Yeah. So this is sort of gothy, this All right. song. Let's, let's hear it. Absinthe. Say that, Paul Stanley. Oh, look, they're pouring it. Absinthe is the aphrodisiac. Oh, this is like an Iron Maiden song. We talk in the beginning. The green fairy who lives in the absinthe wants your me like alice cooper for some reason he has songs yeah, that are kind of like that and that was uh dave playing the theremin also all right that's good stuff now again it's a long time between albums this yeah. is seven years yep so yep. who's paranoid in this album cover is a zero not no thought um actually Uh-oh. there is thought oh it's a mirror okay so, so who's paranoid you are oh you look in the mirror okay we just you know just the picture of it just reads. Yeah, the the picture is like doesn't. It. Yeah, it doesn't. All but right. yes, the, all right. The, the I like it now. And this is just before this album releases when I sort of rediscovered the band. I, I you know I started mm-hmm. listening to my, them again, and they had a website, and attached to their website they had a message board. All right. So and, here, so you can now 
interact with yeah. your people. And then I started interacting with people, and I consider a lot of them close friends now. That's we nice. We're still friends to this day, and I've met a few of them now and That's been to good. shows with them. See, the internet can be good. The internet can be great. But you just have to make it good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave and Captain Sensible holding it down. Pinch is still there. Is Stu still West there. is on base now. Yes, Stu's a nice guy. I met him. Monty Oxymoron. Yep, he's the keyboard player. All right. All right, they're leaning into it. <laughs> Let me... Uh... Oh, and it's funny that I mentioned Alice Cooper because this next song is also the title of an Alice Cooper song. Oh, wow. Oh, no, actually not. This is Under the Wheels. His song is Under My Wheels. Oh, okay. Close, though. Yeah. Is this the one we want to play? Yes, sir. Under the Wheels. So who's paranoid? Yeah, the albums all sound different. The songs yeah. all sound different. And I picked that song because I remember when this album came out and I picked it up. I didn't know what to expect. And hearing Dave's voice kick into the chorus, I started crying. Wow. Because I knew he he still had it. Yeah. And it was still, a, come on, that was like butter. And You still got you know, it. Like yeah. Frankie Valli. He's still, Frankie still got it. Yeah, it's it's great. All right, moving on to what's our next and, song? And I, uh, the typo, <laughs> Nature's Dark Passion. Nature's Dark Passion. What did, you, what did you write? Natural Dark natural, Passion. You it know, sounds like a good like, song title, yay. too. Maybe you write that one. Let, let's, hear, let's hear for autocorrect. And this is a long one. No, wait, this isn't the long one. I'll be quiet. All right, Nature's Dark Passion. Yes. Here we go. I've seen a light haunting and bright That won't give me any rest day and night I've heard a refrain, it echoes your name I hear it again, again and again And I can't let it go, it's madness I know This feeling that's churning and burning and tearing my soul Touch of your keys unlocks and unfreeze. But am I a prisoner or am I set free? Nature's dark passion has something to teach, but I let it go. 
Theatrical. Very nice. His voice just, just kill, kills it, me. It kill, I, I was going to say, it kills you. It kills me every time. I probably said that about a hundred times during this recording, but I am a huge fan of of David Vanian's voice. He he can sing the so, so, uh, phone book. All right. And I would just be on the floor. Okay. It's pretty sad. Okay, here's what I've been waiting for. This next album, the album was largely crowdfunded by Pledge Music when that was still around. Did you crowdfund this? Yes, I did. So what do you put in? What do you have to put in? 20? I think I put 100 in on this one. And what what does 100 get you? Did it get you some extra stuff? Some jazz? You know what? I Because of... This was crowdfunded right when Pledge Music took a header. Yeah. And I don't think we got anything. Never got anything. All right. All right. But the thing is, if you notice, this is another gap. Quite a big gap. Ten years. They were doing a lot of tours in between here. Okay. Because now their older albums are having anniversaries. Yeah. So in... 2011 is when I first, the very first time I actually saw them. And that was in Chicago. And I muscled my way up to the front <laughs> with a friend of mine. And there were people there with these huge cameras. And I was, what's going on? And they weren't saying anything. So there are these people here with cameras. And we were right by them. And I was, I'm certain I was in a few of the shots, whatever they were shooting. Sure. And um, it's a great show, but it was funny because the crowd was relatively mild. But as soon as the music started, I went flying. <laughs> they immediately started to mosh and... My beer was one way. My camera went the other way. Oh, my God. I was on the floor, and I was like, well, I did not brace myself for that. No, that's terrible. So you just, you you have to be smart when you go see the damned. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, be careful in the mosh pit. Yeah, yeah. So that was um, October 2011. And then in 2015, a movie was made by Wes... Orochowski. Okay. And he did the Lemmy movie. I don't know if you ever saw the Lemmy movie. I've never seen the Lemmy movie. Really? Yeah. Okay. So he did the Lemmy movie, and then he did a damned movie called Don't You Wish That We Were Dead. And lo and behold, what is in this movie but the Chicago Metro from 2011. Do you see yourself? It is so dark. (laughs) I know I'm in there. Because there's a scene... I have pictures on on my Facebook. I was sitting, we were sitting off to the side, and there's a song called Curtain Call that has a very, very long um, keyboard section, and Dave sits off to the side, and Dave was sitting smack dab in front of me. So good. And I went into panic mode, and I tried to take a picture of him, and I took a picture, and I'm like, oh, I don't, it's so dark, I don't know if... I can get a picture. Uh, I'll just do a quick flash. And then, of course, the flash got his attention. And it's uh, the pictures are awful. They're all blurry because I completely freaked out. <laughs> and during the movie, they show 
Dave during curtain call, and all of a sudden, blink, quick flash of light. You Guess see who that was? Oh, yeah, that's great. That's, that's hysterical. There I am. Ding, ding, Lisa. You know, blinding Dave Vanian. So it was. It was pretty funny. So that was 2015. That was released, and um, a friend of mine and I went to the premiere for that at the Music Box Theater. None of the band were there, though. We were hoping that they would talk about the movie, right. but they weren't there. But I have that. So that was pretty cool. That's cool. And this is what I've been waiting for. This album is produced by Tony Visconti. Yes. There's the A-list producer that I feel like these guys should have been working with their whole career. Here he comes. Yep. And what's great about this little story, another little story, um, Cap and... Paul, and I believe Paul's back for this Paul one. Gray is back, yes. Monty, oh. Oxymoron, Pinch, Captain Sensible, and Dave. Yes. So um, a lot of these guys are pretty open. Dave is not. He's very secretive. <laughs> um, but I'm friends with Paul on Facebook, and I'm friends with um, Pinch on Facebook and a few other of the mm-hmm. guys, and Monty. So they were telling us where they were, they were recording and everything, and... They they love snacks, so... Who my, doesn't? I know, I know. Uh, Dave has, like, a thing for um, your peppermint patty bars. Okay. It's sort of funny. They love American candy. What's wrong with you guys? Um, <laughs> so myself and another fan, we sent them a candy care gift to the studio for them to snack on while they were recording this album. And do you think they were afraid to eat any of that? Just a package comes? No, they were fine. Yeah. It was sealed. We didn't open up the candy and dump That's it in true. there. Didn't put a razor blade in it? No, no. Maybe a love potion <laughs> with a picture of us. So Dave would go, ooh, I love her now. <laughs> and whenever he would see a flash, that's when he would turn. Yeah, yeah, he would into, trigger. Yeah, he would trigger. Perfect. Yes. So this album's called Evil Spirits. Uh, Christine Young does backing vocals. Christine Young was often talked about on this show by April Richardson and their friends. Christine and April are friends, so it's pretty cool. And Tony Visconti is also a friend of April's, so that's pretty cool. They also so, made videos for this, too. See, that's awesome. They have made videos in ages. You got to see a video. You got to see your band on video. So the first song is Standing on the Edge of Tomorrow. Yes. Here we go. And again, a different sounding The Damned. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you. If 
you know, you listen to this, and if we swing all the way back to the beginning and and play new rows, your head would spin a yeah. few times. It's so different. I feel like every listener can find one album or one period of this band that they will like. Yeah. They definitely. might not like it all, but they'll find no. one or two albums that they'll go, oh, these are pretty great. Yeah. I mean, I love them, and there's a few albums that I think are stinkeroos, so... Yeah, you're spot on with that. And what's funny is Evil Spirits is not a fan favorite. I like it, but a lot of the old school fans, they is, don't like it, it at all. Is it too poppy, too commercial? They say they, uh, it's weak. <laughs> it's weak. It's like it's fine. All right, well, let's find out about this next song from Evil Spirits, Look Left. Here we go. Look left before you cross. Scary dead time stories of glories flying proud Fists are raised in triumph while heads are in the sand Subterfuge and fantasy played only to ignite Well everybody's looking left What the hell is happening right? What the hell is happening right? Somebody tell me I'm all choked up. Yeah, that's that, cool. I got goosebumps. I'm choked up. You've got tears this, in your eyes. This you're, song gets you're pulling me. a Christine Blackburn. You're crying. Get this a tissue. Song, this song There's a tissue gets right me there. Every time. Oh my God, when, that did it. When that chorus kicks in with all the backup behind him. Oh my God. I hope your husband doesn't come in right now. He'll be like, well, what did you do to my wife? Oh, yeah. He'll punch me say, in the face. I'll just say. Listening to the damn, Derek. She's and she cry- cries, just crying, Eric, like a lady. I'm a weepy bitch. Wow. That one did it. Oh, uh, that did it. That's the one that always, that one always gets me. Man, that's not even last. We got two oh, more. Jeez. Well, it was funny. So we're talking about. Hashtag weepy bitch. Yeah, weepy, <laughs> weepy ass bitch. <laughs> so um, we were talking about how many times I've seen him in concert. Yeah. Um. When I saw them at the Metro, we hung around in the front, didn't meet anybody, and then Pinch came out, and I got a picture with the drummer, and super sweet, nice guy, but, you know, wasn't the big fish. Sorry, Pinch, but you were not Dave. That, <laughs> You're the not big the big fish. Finch. So, fish, not fish. Finch. <laughs> so a friend of mine, someone I met on a message board, um, we decided to go see them in Poughkeepsie. Okay. Okay, at this absolute shithole of a venue, you know, sticking to the floor. You think you need a tetanus shot? Oh, I mean, no. it's just awful. And this friend always goes to see them, and they somewhat can always recognize mm-hmm. her. So we were up in the front, and Cap came out to uh, plug in his gear and he turned and he saw her and he's like i know you hey how's it going and we waved to him and i'm like oh my god holy shit and it was in between bands so i go downstairs to the bathroom and i pass him in the hallway 
And I'm like, hi, Cap. And he's like, hey, you're with, you're with Pookle. That's her, her uh, message board name is Pookle. Right. So he's like, you're with Pooks. And I'm like, yeah. And I went into the bathroom. So I'm in the bathroom doing what you do. And all of a sudden the door swings open and it's Cap. In the bathroom? In the bathroom. I didn't see him because I was in a stall thing. Who's in the wrong bathroom, you or Cap? He is in the wrong bathroom. He kicks the door open. He's like, Lisa, I know you're in here. <laughs> Pookle's in the green room with us. Come find us when we're done. When you're done. Okay, great. So I'm practically running down the hallway with like toilet paper on my shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, pants little... around the ankles. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, long hallway. I don't know what freaking door he's talking about so i'm knocking on every single door yeah. like a complete you gotta get in maniac. there you gotta find out where they're at so finally door opens arm shoots out pulls me in it's cap so now i'm in the green room backstage with all of them they're all in there it's the best so i'm like okay lisa you gotta play it cool do you you know i i don't think this is me i'm i'm believe it or not i'm very shy by nature so I'm like, okay. I don't believe that at all. I, I am. I here. don't believe that. I, oh, I was shitting my pants, Pat. It was, I was dieted. I was just in the bathroom. You think I'd be empty? So, <laughs> so I, I'm standing there and I gravitate towards Cap because my friend's there and we're talking to him and Dave's around, you know, about five feet away. And I'm like, oh, come on, we used to go say hi to him. And I'm like, no, no, I got to play it cool. I don't want to be desperate. And I was wearing a uh, Nikola Tesla shirt because I crowd crowdfunded some okay. Tesla project, not the car, <laughs> the man. Okay. Yeah. So all of a sudden I see Dave making his way towards me and he's just like, hey, I like your shirt. And I'm like, Dave made the first move. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So in. We, we ended up talking a little bit and then the other band member saw Dave talking to me. So that means I must be okay to talk to. So here comes Stu West, the current, the bass player at the time, asked me where I'm from. I say Chicago, Chicago area. Oh my God, I love Chicago. I love Naked Ray Gun. So now we're talking about Chicago music and then I'm talking to Monty a little bit and then Dave and then Cap. They were late getting on stage. Because they were hanging out with you guys. hanging out with us. That's nice. So they're like, holy shit, we got to go. So we go back up, and then we were up in front, and we just put our jackets over the railing where we're never going to get back up front. Well, they told security to let us back up front. Oh, my God, that is great. And after the show, we went back and hung out with them again. This is a dream come true. It was. And... I'm holding it together. I'm staying cool. Everything's great. Then it's time for them to actually get on the bus and leave. The bus is waiting for them. So we're all hugging and kissing goodbye and everything. And they leave on the bus. And we're walking back to the train. And we turn the corner. And I just fell over. <laughs> and I am on I'm on the ground. And I was... I lost it. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I was holding it together for so long. <laughs> That's a great story. It was awesome I story. wish everyone could have a story like that with whoever it is you like, it's, whether it's a band or an actor, an actress, whatever. And and they were all so nice. And I think that's what it was. They, they know 
they know without their fans, they would not be doing this yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. So they're so appreciative and they were so nice and they're like that with all their fans. And it's, it's great. That is good. And you're getting choked up again. Yes, I am. Get another tissue. I, I have one. <laughs> all right. Uh, October, 2020, we have an EP called the rock field files. Yes. Now, um, that might sound familiar. Does that sound familiar to you? That studio, Pat? Uh, it doesn't. Rockfield Studios. Rockfield Studios in Rockfield, Wales. No, tell me. Queen. Oh, okay. Couple, couple big. I know Queen was there. A couple other ones. Um, even um, I believe, yes, the Black Album was recorded there. Also, right. the Dams Black Album. All right. So they're going going back to the roots a little bit here, and and the band at this time is Dave Captain Sensible. Monty Oxymoron, Paul Gray, and Pinch. Yes, Paul is back. Now, is Pinch still the drummer or is Rat back? Okay, so after so they they did a tour right before the pandemic and they played at House of Blues. And um right before that tour, almost right before the Chicago show, they announced that at the end of this tour, Pinch was gone. He was leaving. Okay. So, which was nice they announced that before the show because we're, I found Pinch outside and I was able to say goodbye to him. Yeah. And, um, and I also met the whole band for, for this tour too. They had a meet and greet and I have a bunch of pictures of myself with them and everything and another whirlwind, wonderful time. Um, and do they remember you now after that? Hang before the show and hang after the show. Do they know? They, they meet so many people. I know, but Captain that, Sensible kicked the bathroom door in and asked for you by name. Does he remember he, you? He somewhat does. Okay. But I don't I don't press because you don't know if they're being friendly. Like, oh, sure, I remember you. And then they're right. like, oh, my God, who the hell is this lady? Right. But I, I think he, I mentioned Poughkeepsie and then it rings the bell because, okay. yeah, they, kicked open a bathroom door and told me to get my ass out of there. It's like, how many times does he do that to people? So, um, I don't even know what I was going to say. No. I interrupted your flow. You were talking about this meet and greet. Yeah, yeah. So, they they said Pinch was gone. And then, obviously, you know, they then they have the pandemic. And this is a pandemic album, mm-hmm. sort of sorts. Okay. They were mixing it. And right... Right when it was, you know, okay, everybody, wear your mask and get your vaccine. It'll be over in a few months. Right. You know, that bullshit. They um, they announced a reunion tour. So the reunion tour is Rat, Brian, James, Captain, and Dave. This is the first time Rat and Cap have been together. Okay. Uh, in pictures, in the same room, everything. So this was a BFD. Yeah. They're only doing this tour... In the UK, it's in a cu- it's going to hit in a couple weeks. So they're doing a short tour here, or not here, but in the UK. And is it ever going to come here? Let's see how they do. Are you thinking about going there? No, um, it it sold out like immediately. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm I'm hoping. I my wish is that Cap and Rat can coexist. Mm-hmm. And love each other and get to know each other again and bury the hatchet and do a U.S. tour. Because I have never seen Rat. 
I need Rat to come here so I can see him and hopefully meet him because he's another one of my favorites. I love them all. I mean, who am I fooling? But I love Rat. But yeah, you want to meet the guy you've never had a chance to see or meet. Yeah, definitely. That's the, uh, what do I want to say? What is it? What do you call it? I don't know. The bucket list. Oh, yes. He's yes. your bucket list he's, guy. He's one of my bucket list guys. So. All right. So this album that's coming out in 2023, is that going to have Rat? Is that going to have all the guys on no, it? No, Rat's not on it. Rat hasn't recorded with them. They got a, um, like a, I don't know what, like a session Studio drummer. drummer. Yeah. Session yeah. musician. His, his name's Will. He toured with them with Blondie. He was very good. Okay. That's that's all I know. I don't know anything about his personality. He's just there. All right. So. All right. Well, eventually, maybe we'll get a rat scabies on the albums again. Yeah. But until um, then, I'm let's talk it. about this uh, this EP. Yeah. Yeah, this was a good one. And I was not going to do any of the EPs, but I added this one because this was the latest ones. Yeah, it's a good idea, too, I and think. And Black is Night is a great song. And Manipulator... You know, I was already singing praises of Paul Gray before, but his bass in Manipulator is, he's awesome. And it says here he wrote the song. Yeah, it's just, he's, he's the greatest. Let's listen. Good stuff. That is good. Wow. What was great during the, this is one highlight of the pandemic, is they did a little thing called Damned TV, okay. where each each member did a little video, and Paul did the bass for Manipulator for us, and he also did something called Punk Rot Planting, where he's like, okay, let's go in my garden. Here's how you grow potatoes, <laughs> and here's how. And it was funny because it actually inspired me to do. I grew my own potatoes that year. Cause Are they I, punk rock? Punk rock, yeah, totally. Punk did you eat potatoes. them? Yes, I did, and they were delicious. That's wild when you plant something yourself and then you bring it in and you eat it. It just tastes like better than anything. It's crazy. I know. It's just like, like I can't even believe. Like, look, we didn't plant something you could eat. Well, you technically we planted sunflowers. Because mm -hmm. people love sunflowers. So we planted some. And when they came up, like I was like, I can't believe these even, I have a brown thumb. So I can't even believe that we grew sunflowers. Same here. No, you can't eat the sunflower seeds, I guess. Yeah. But then can. you grow a sunflower in your, in your colon. Thanks. Thanks, Pat. Thanks so, for that visual. Is the next song, which is Black is Night, is that our playout song? If not, I have, I picked a song for our playout song. You know what? How about... That'll be my playout song because I want to know what you picked. So okay, so we will listen. Now this this is an old song and they just did a new version of it. No, no, no. This is a new song. Black as night is a new song. Black as night is a new song. Oh, I thought because of because of this definitive. Yeah, you would think to disc collection. Old... I thought it, which is called Black as the Night. Which, by the way, we have 
two copies of Black is the Night, the definitive anthology by The Damned, two CD set um, that Lisa purchased for us to give away in conjunction with this episode. So those will be up for grabs very soon to the Patreon people only. Anyone else? You can suck it. Okay, so I will play Black is Night right now and then I'll use mine as the play out, play out. Excellent. All right, here we go. Like a ghost of a kiss Black is the veil that is drawn to resist Dark is the mood Changing all from blue to black Pharaohs that live are not coming All right. It has been great taking courses at School of the Damned with Professor Solak. Uh, I think I got I think I got B minuses in all my grades. I think, you, in all my I think classes. you did good. Oh. What do you think is That's my notes. I can't even rip mine apart. No, you have a book there. Uh what do you think your favorite album may be from these samplings? What do you what would you be diving into first? I really think that it would be the Phantasmagoria thing. And then and then that anything album, I know it's the one that you say fans don't really like, but that kind of sounded like something I would enjoy. Yeah, it's I that's one of my favorite yeah. ones. I I clash with some people over that one. In the in the uh on the internet. Yeah. Starting fights. Yeah, that's me. Throwing some bombs from your I, keyboard. And I would suggest uh, the Black Album as the third album that you try. Which is album number four. Yeah. Let me look at that cover again. Yeah, I like that cover. All right. Lisa, let's tell people where they can find us on the interwebs. Well, I am on Twitter at ALA005. And uh, I am on Instagram at genxfangirls 70 I believe is the whole thing. And can people friend you on Facebook if they locate you? If they find me, they can friend me. All right. You have to look it out. You have to look for it. You have to search. Yeah. Well, do Put the work in. Yeah, totally. Um, we are at Rock Solid Show, rocksolidpodcast.com. Kyle is at kyle.somefunny. And if you want to support the show and win prizes, it's patreon.com forward slash rocksolidpodcast. What I noticed when I looked through their discography is they do a lot of covers. Mm-hmm like as B-sides or bonus tracks and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to play a cover of one of my favorite songs by Jefferson Airplane. So you played Black is the Night, and I'm going to play White Rabbit. Ooh, opposites. Opposites, like our last episode. Lisa, thank you very much for sitting down and schooling me in the damned. And everyone, thanks for listening. And here we go, a little White Rabbit as done by the damned. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you.
Oh, man, I'm the just for 